It's my mission. Let's get beyond the stereotypes of what the theater world thinks of God. And let's show them the reality of not just the loving God, but I mean the ever abundant loving God. Hi, everyone, and welcome to First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and our guest today is a young man who's about to star in the movie Courageous. You'll meet Robert Amaya. If this is your first time with us, First Person is a weekly visit with someone who always points to Jesus Christ as the one who has brought meaning and purpose to everything in their life. We're found online at firstpersoninterview.com. In a few weeks, you'll be meeting some of the members of the team behind Sherwood Pictures, the extension of Sherwood Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia, people who have made the movies Facing the Giants, Fireproof, and next month's release, Courageous. And between now and the end of September, you'll meet Pastor Michael Catt, Alex and Stephen Kendrick, who wrote and directed the film, and others. But today, a sneak preview and a look at the life of one of the actors, Robert Amaya. Robert plays the role of a man named Javier, or Javi, who is devoted to God and his family, but having a tough time making ends meet. Robert is a professional actor from Miami who loves the Lord and has dedicated his career to Christ. I recently sat down in Atlanta to talk with Robert and began by asking him about the long lag time between the filming and the actual release of the movie. Yeah, you know, that's always the hardest part about making a film. I think about any project, really, that's film-related. Uh, you know, to work so hard, you pour your soul into it, you know, making sure you do the best you can, and everybody, you know, puts all their hard work into it, and then you just have to sit there and wait till that release date. <laughs> and you have so. to talk about it without giving too many details right. about it. However, there is a clip on the webpage for the movie, and it's a powerful clip. I actually saw it soon after you did. I saw some of the dailies when, when the movie was being right. made. I got to tell you, I wept that day, and I still weep every time I see this clip of Javier's new suit. You know, you'd think I'd be immune to it, but it gets me every time. Actually, it gets my wife especially every time because it's such a beautiful scene. You know, it's such a, an intimate, powerful moment between this character Javier and his wife and his family, really. Hmm. Javi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how did you get connected with the movie? Well, you know, it, it was simple enough. I, I was finishing up a... A production. Uh, I do a lot of theater work back at home, which is Miami, um, and uh, I through my church, which I'm very involved with. Uh, I heard about uh, the fact that Sherwood was looking for a Latino male to play this role, and being a big Sherwood fan, I just jumped on that right away. And so you knew the previous movies. I did. I did. Uh, actually, um, on, on a project I did one time, I got to meet Kirk Cameron and he told, he was so excited. It was right after he finished filming uh, fireproof. He was so excited about that project. And I mean, he got most of us that were involved pumped up about it. So uh, I went back and watched all the other Sherwood films as well. And it just became an instant fan. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I sent them, you know, all my information and, uh, you know, they, they gave me a call and we connected. Mm-hmm. So uh, back in Miami, and by the way, it's a tough place, but somebody's got to live there, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's high. Uh, you're an actor. That's your trade. Correct. And uh, stage, film? Uh, mostly stage work is, okay. is what I've done, uh, a lot of theater. Uh, my wife has as well. We're, we're both, you know, it's a cre very creative family, you could say. Yeah. Um, so what have been some of the roles you've played? Um, well, we've been in a, a number of productions. Probably some of my favorites are uh, I was in Les Miserables. That's that's my all-time favorite. That's actually the first musical to ever get me into, you know, musicals. Um, <laughs> but that, that was actually one of my favorite. I was in the ensemble for that, but the, one of the greatest casts I ever got to work with, too. So, hmm. 
it was wonderful. That's a, that's a good one. No it question is. about it. Tell me about your walk with the Lord. When did that start? Well, you know, um, uh, I had the incredible blessing of being raised in a Christian home. And so right off the bat, I was always being exposed to the gospel, to the Lord, to the Bible. Um, I can remember understanding the gospel for the first time and deciding to follow the Lord when I was about nine years old, um, which was roughly, see, I was born in California. And at nine, it was roughly about a year before I moved to Miami. Um, But I remember making that decision, understanding what Christ had done for me. And uh, and so, you know, I I definitely began to follow the Lord at that point. Shortly after that, um, before I moved to Miami, I had the opportunity, my pastor at the time, who kind of took me under his wing and discipled me somewhat, um, even at such a young age, gave me the opportunity to start preaching. Really, and so I gave my first sermon at ten years, you know, of age. Do you remember much about it? Uh, I do actually. I mean, you can't forget something like that. Uh, <laughs> Ephesians five fourteen. Um, it was in Spanish, of course, uh, at that time. But uh, Ephesians five fourteen: Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and the Lord will shine on you. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember just uh, you know doing that, and and I think those people that made a decision to follow the Lord uh, at that time. Uh, first of all, we're just like a little thrown back at, I can't believe I'm listening to this kid, you know, talk about the Lord, but, uh, it, you know, it was such a wonderful experience. It's such a wonderful thing that God did uh, for me. So I continued down that track, um, and I preached for a few more years, actually. By the time I hit 15, uh, my father uh, got into the ministry and he became a pastor. Um, and so what happens is, you know, you have this mixture of your dad all of a sudden is so busy, which is typical, right, of, of, of the ministry, but he got so busy. And then uh, at the same time, I am uh, becoming, you know, this middle of my teens. So I'm, you know, getting a little uh, stir crazy, so to speak. And, um, and so I kind of started, you know, drifting from my closeness with the Lord. Uh, never, you know, there's a truth behind if you, if you instruct a child in, in the ways of the Lord, even later in his years, you know, he's not going to walk away from it because one thing is I, you know, I never rejected my faith. I never walked away, you know, completely. Um, I just kind of, you know, started to, to get a little distracted by the world. Mm -hmm. Um, when I went to college is when, uh, and I got hit, see, I went to a Christian high school and as wonderful as that was, and it was a wonderful school, learned so much, um, I, I was, you know, shielded somewhat from, from the world. And so when I finally went to college, I went to a very big university, University of Florida, and uh, kind of got, you know, slapped in the face with the reality of the world and the differences and the, 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 the diversity of people. And so um, I found that I needed to make a decision about my life and what I wanted to do. And so I really came back. To, to the cross and and even during college, even during college, all right. with and, all, uh, yeah, all that was yeah, going see, on. Yeah, see, I never, I never, I never got crazy in college. Okay. I thank the Lord for that. Oh, sure, um, it was kind of like my fork in the road, and 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 uh, you know, I, I knew that I had to make a decision about that. Was I going to have the quote unquote you know college experience, or was I going to take you know the road less traveled? And uh, I so think, how did it manifest itself? I mean, it was just kind of a renewed faith and... Yeah, um, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to to the incredible amount of faithfulness in prayer from my parents um, and, and my family. 
and also just my friends. You know, I thank God that I was always I always had really strong uh, Christian friends, uh, people that really served God and were faithful to the Lord. Uh, were always a great example. So. Um, you know, th- that that really is what always kept me uh, on, on a safe track. But you didn't feel called to the ministry no, precisely. No, no, no. In fact, uh, because, you know, it, it, I saw how difficult things w- were when my dad became a pastor and how tough the ministry was, I kind of said, you know, Lord, if you ever wanted to call me to ministry, I was going to fight you, you know, <laughs> with everything I That's had. That's a dangerous thing to say. Well, I didn't know at the time, you know, <laughs> I had no idea at the time, but uh, absolutely, those are words you don't play with. So um, I ended up getting married after after college. I, I married my high school sweetheart, um, my wonderful wife. We, we dated for about 10 years before we got married, and uh, we actually... We are now married for seven years, and we have a little girl who is now two. Oh, boy. And it was really when my daughter was born that I had this, the closest encounter with the reality of who God is and how he sees us. Mm-hmm. And I've said that before, but the, the intensity with which that hit me um, is indescribable. And it's really when my daughter was born that I knew that I had to take a serious step and a permanent one, a non-wavering step to follow the Lord and to go wherever He wants to lead me. And so I remember having that prayer and saying, you know, God, um, I'm not saying I want ministry. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying I want what you want. I'm open to you. And I'm open to your will. Mm -hmm. And so... uh, I'm telling you, it's, you know, a year later, I'm talking with Sherwood Pictures, and the amount of people that I've been able to meet as a result of this film and the travels have been amazing, and I've already had the opportunities to get back and start preaching and start, you know, talking and discipling. It's uh, it's kind of like God called me into ministry without me even realizing it, so it's been amazing, uh, you know, my walk with the Lord in that respect. But working on the stage is not exactly a typical career path for someone who's vitally interested in ministry, but you see that as your ministry too, don't you? Absolutely. You know, the, the thing is, is that um, I think, uh, here's the thing, uh, stage productions, theater is filled with creative people. And creative people are attracted to creative things. And who is more creative than our God? Right, and so I think that it's my mission and, and my wife's as well to you know let's flip this coin, let's show, let's get beyond the the stereotypes of what you know the theater world thinks of God, and let's show them the reality of not just the loving God, but I mean the ever abundant loving God, and and, and the God who forgives, and and I think that that's making a bigger impact in the theater world. We'll learn more about actor Robert Amaya coming up in the second half of today's First Person. Next week on First Person, you'll meet cancer survivor Sammy Tippett. Both my grandfathers had prostate cancer, died from it. I never knew them. So I said, okay, it's in my DNA. I mean, God, you created me. And if you created me and this is in my DNA, then I'm going to embrace this and I'm going to let you take it and use it whatever way you want to. The diagnosis of cancer led to a spiritual revival in his personal life. We'll meet Sammy Tippett next time on First Person. 
Robert, I want to be sensitive in telling too much of the story of Courageous because it's still a month from from being released. Now, many people have had the privilege of seeing some of the pre-screenings and they're talking about it, but we're not going to go too far. But we mentioned that scene, Javi's new suit uh, that you play, and and uh, you uh, put that suit on, and your wife in the movie is... Oh, uh, Carmen, who the character of Carmen, who uh, is Angelita Nelson, who plays my wife. Yeah, the two of you handle that scene so beautifully. Thank you. But you have some other scenes in the movie that are, I mean, they're down, there's one in particular that's just downright funny. I mean, <laughs> with, with, keeping in mind that people haven't seen the movie yet, right. what can you say about that scene? Well, you know, and, and I hear about it all the time for those people that, are, that have been able to do the pre-screenings that some of their favorite scenes uh, include this particular one. Um, basically, Javier gets to pretend... Uh, that he's a gang member, and he's sitting in the back of a police car. A tough guy. Uh, yeah, acting like a... T- and if, when she gets to know Javier, I mean, it's such a, a, a change from his character. But um, what's funny is is that the person that's sitting with him has no idea why he's doing what he's doing or what it is that he's saying because he's speaking in Spanish. So uh, a lot of people get a lot of laughs from that scene. And every time I see it, I, you know, I, I can't help it but chuckle myself. Yeah. How about working with the whole cast and crew of Courageous? I mean, I, I was on the set uh, briefly for a day or two and saw the camaraderie and uh, all the behind-the-scenes uh, friendships as well. You, you must have really felt a part of all that. Absolutely. You know, um, first off, the Sherwood family, you know, the church as well as Sherwood Pictures, uh, you know, Michael Catt and, and, and the Kendrick brothers, Jim McBride, these are, are men of God. I mean, these people are the real deal. Sherwood is a house of prayer. They are praying all the time. Uh, my experience on set, you know, we wouldn't start the day without prayer, but it's not just the day. A scene would not be started without there being prayer. Uh, an actor doesn't take, you know, this doesn't get on set until there's they've, they've been prayed over. There's just a team that's there all day on set that's praying over the project and over the actors and over the crew. You know, they were praying also over the crew, individual crew members. There was so much prayer on this. I mean, it was just soaking with prayer. It, it was such an amazing feeling. I mean, you couldn't help but feel God's blessing. So you in his sort of hand. floated to the set each day, huh? Oh, every day. It was a joy. I mean, I would run. I would just be so excited to to get on set and work with them. Um, but more than that, even it's just their example. You know, when you're talking again about like the Kendricks and Michael Cat and Jim McBride, their fathers as well. And they are so genuine, you know, what you see in the story that you see in Courageous, they live that, you know, they, they really do uh, model what they preach. And that was such a great example for me, you know, being a new dad at the time, I had mentioned that I had my, my daughter, she was one year old. She had just turned one when we started uh, filming uh, being a new dad. I was kind of like, you know, what do I do, God? How, how do I do all this? Like a lot of new fathers, right? But to see these men of God, um, the way they were with their wives, the way they were with their their children, it was just such an amazing impact for me um, because they modeled what I believe is true fatherhood. And, and that changed me forever. Uh, I mean, I, I, I am literally a different person from before Courageous and after. My wife will tell you, I, I'm sure if my daughter could remember, she'd tell you, it's just everything changed. And I, I try so hard to model uh, now what, what we've learned through Courageous. Courageous has a, a goal of really raising the sights of men 
to, uh, to be courageous, to be men of integrity, and to take responsibility in their homes. Uh, you obviously resonate with that message, but what is your hope as the movie comes out next month? What are, what are you really hoping to, to, to result from, from this movie hitting the, the marketplace, so to speak? Well, you know, we, we've learned that there are so many issues with fatherless homes. Um, I recently read a stat that 87% of all our, all our juveniles that are in the court system come out of a fatherless home. We, we see over and over again the results, the negative results of a father being absent, either physically or sometimes just being so disengaged that um, they don't even have any idea what's going on in their children's lives. And so what I'm hoping is that this film would be like a uh, calling out, a uh, an awakening to a lot of, of men across the nation and really across the world for them to be able to see how important their decisions are. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to change the landscape. We want to, I, I like to say, we want to stop being men with families and start being family men. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's what I really want out of this movie. How important is it to you, Robert, that you're portraying a young Hispanic father who's really a very positive role model in this movie? That's got to mean a lot to you. It absolutely does. In fact, uh, the reason it really resonates with me is because um, the character of Javier gave me the opportunity to appreciate my own dad that much more. When my dad, my dad is an immigrant, he came to this country with little more than just the clothes on his back. Um, and he had to struggle and work really hard to provide for the family and, and still be a great husband and a wonderful father. And so it gave me, this movie gave me the opportunity to look at life the way my dad had to live it. And I've walked away appreciating my own dad that much more. Hmm. Let me return to your acting career. Um, when you step onto the stage or step in front of the camera, what are you thinking about? Are you, are, you, are you looking forward to doing your very best? Obviously you are, but I mean, what's the process that you go through? Well, you know, to be quite honest, the stage and, and film are very, very different animals. Um, on stage, because you have to engage right away and, and, and you have to um, be at your best and you only get one shot yeah. that night. But plus there's instant feedback, right? But that's that's the the the, the you know the, that's the, the, kind of the flip side, the yeah. payoff yeah. is that you do get instant feedback. So you know you'll get if you're doing a good job, they're gonna let you know. And if you're not, <laughs> they may also let you know. Um, on film, you know, you, there's only a few people that get to see what you're doing, the director and a few other crew members, and so um, you never know if this is going to resonate or if that's going to work. You know, that scene's really good or if it's not until it finally hits theaters. And so there's like, we talked earlier, there's a lot of waiting and, and you just don't have that feedback right away. Mm-hmm. But as far as the preparation for it, um, you know, they're very similar. Obviously there are lines you prepare for, you got to mentally get into character. Um, you've got to become that person. Okay. I've always wanted to know, how do you memorize all that? I mean, that's got to be a discipline in and of itself. Well, you know, that's another advantage about film. You, number one, if you may, if you mess up, you can always just cut and do it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I said, um, Another advantage, of course, is that you don't have to have the entire script memorized. You can just go piece by piece, uh, unlike a theater production. But, you know, it's just repetition and uh, a lot of concentration, making sure you're awake and alert. Um, After a while, though, as you 
really dive into the character and you dive into their life and you become that character for that time, um, the words are, are you know, they, they're no longer words. They're just an expression of, yeah. of the life you're living. So, Are the arts worthy of Christian involvement? Uh, I, don't, I don't see how, how, you know, that question is kind of funny because I don't even think they can be separated. Um, the arts have always been around. They've been how we've been able to praise God for, you know, forever. Um, God loves it. And, and uh, you know, you see He's you the author a, of creativity, isn't he? Uh, well, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, definitely the arts have a place uh, in worship and in glorifying our Lord. Uh, I don't see how that can be separated. All right, I'm sure you're asked many times by uh, aspiring young actors uh, and people who want to get into film and stage, you know, how do I start? What do I do? What do I, how do I prepare for a career like that? Well, for starters, you know, to be quite honest, it's a lot of prayer. You, you have to pray and you got to make sure that this is what God is calling you to. Um, and then second of all, it's a lot of practice. So, you know, you go, you show up, you, you do as, as, as many uh, projects and you read about the projects and make sure that they fit within the scope of, of, of your beliefs and, and your standards um, and you do it and you do it. Were you trained as an actor? You know, funny enough, uh, I've just, I've been... I started off as a musician. I'm a drummer. I'm a keyboardist. I'm also a singer. And um, I've just always been in the arts for so long, but I've never had formal acting training, you know, if, if you could call it that. Um, however, you know, being on stage for, for as long as, I, as I've been doing it and, 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 you know, and being a, a boy, <laughs> growing up as a boy, you kind of learn to become a pretty good actor. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But you would uh, propose that people who want to get into acting, that that's not a bad thing, right? No, 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 not, not at all. Not at all. It's, some, it's something I, I really wish. I, if, if I had the opportunity to go back and, and do it all over again, yeah, I would yeah. definitely go that route. You do what you do is unto the Lord. Amen. And your life is dedicated to him for that purpose. What's what's next? What's going to happen now that uh, Courageous is going to be seen starting next month across the country, and it'll it'll be a long lived film, I know. But uh, what's going to happen for you now? Well, you know, pretty much like the scenes that we play, our lives are played in chapters, and so this chapter in my life right now, you know, I'm doing a lot of traveling, talking about Courageous, but I get to speak with a lot of people that are. Um, reconnecting with their families. A lot of men that, you know, are being inspired by the film and that want to know how to reconnect and want to know, uh, you know, how to raise that standard in their own homes. And so I get the opportunity to go to a lot of churches and speak and, and a, a lot of, uh, you know, meet a lot of wonderful people and, and help encourage them and, and disciple as well. And so until this chapter's over, I don't know, it's hard to answer that. I, I, I'm completely in God's will. <laughs> And once you get to see Courageous and see the role of Javier that Robert plays, you'll fall in love with his character. Courageous will be released in theaters on Friday, September 30th, and I would ask you to pray that the message of Courageous, that honor and integrity begins at home, will reach thousands of people with this gospel-based message. We will place links to the film's website on our website, firstpersoninterview.com. And in a few weeks here on the program, I'll introduce you to Michael Catt, the senior pastor of Sherwood Baptist and the executive producer of Courageous. We'll also spend time talking with the two brothers who brought filmmaking to Sherwood, Alex and Stephen Kendrick. Those interviews will be heard towards the end of September. You can check our online calendar at firstpersoninterview.com. In addition to the calendar, there's also an archive of past programs stored on the website. Please take the time to look at the list and listen to past interviews you may have missed. Again, they're online at firstpersoninterview.com. Next week, our guest will be evangelist and cancer survivor, Sammy Tippett. 
Now with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. We'll see you next time on First Person. Thank you.